So when I was little, and I'm talking little, little, I would have been about like five years old. We were living in uh, Monterey Park Apartments. I remember where they're at off of Commerce Street. And now those apartments and then like the park across from it, the park is all huge and it's amazing and it looks wonderful. But when I went there, it was like one of those old beat up wooden parks that you got a bunch of splinters on and like they had the white powder rocks that um you know you would throw at each other and um that park's completely demolished now they have like this really nice plastic park there and everything and it used to be a little gas station next to it but it's a full recreational center now so you know i mean that's that's good stuff like it's good that they've been upgraded because when i was there it was pretty ghetto so um those are the same apartments uh when i talked about the dogs that would like chase me and and uh, chew my shoulder and stuff like when I was like five years old this is Monterey Park Apartments so um, anyway I was there and my sister and I shared a room and I'm sleeping on my side she's on the opposite side of the room on her side and um, now that I think about it I'm fairly certain my parents gave my sister and I the master suite of the uh, apartment complex because our room was bigger and we had a little hall going to the restroom and um, I don't know I don't know why it just clicked right now I don't know where that came from <laughs> but I guess just because it was bigger anyway so there we were you know getting ready for bed actually we were like throwing pillows at each other I remember we were oh, pretty awake when we shouldn't have been it was it was past our bedtime and we were just like throwing pillows being silly I mean she must have been like nine years old eight or nine and I was like four or five years old I believe I was in first grade or kindergarten and um so while we're there just kicking it um there was I don't remember what triggered it but there was a, a strange shift in the atmosphere you know like something happened where we were like whoa like we kind of freaked out i don't know if we had our night light on or i think if i remember correctly we like to sleep with the restroom light on it depend on the season because uh, i remember being very afraid of the hallway that went to our restroom at times because i had seen the movie it uh with i guess it's pennywise the clown but like everybody knows pennywise today because the new like remade version of it but this is the original from like the i guess the 80s um it must have been or early 90s i suppose i don't even know when that movie was made but anyway that clown back then before they had all the crazy special effects it was all like makeup and stuff uh scared the heck out of me and he lived in the sewers so i was convinced he was gonna sneak out of the the bathtub and and eat me alive because that's what the movie taught me and then jaws another one even though jaws was like out in the ocean i just was convinced that our bathtub was gonna flood up our house and jaws was gonna come out of the shower and and eat me alive because that's that's what the movie taught us and then um freddie didn't really scare me as much man you know i was scared of freddie um but Freddy Krueger, but uh, it didn't, it didn't, I don't know, maybe because it had nothing to do with the water and sewers, you know, there's something about the bathroom and the hallway that like really freaked me out with it and Jaws, so again, we're in, we're there, we're playing, 
I believe the light was on and it like flickered off and that's what kind of made us freak out which still logically as an adult you would assume oh maybe the power you know like the the light bulb went out or something but as a kid uh whatever happened freaked us out and we're like oh you know kind of scared and like oh what are we gonna do and so it's like we're just gonna go to bed but then we heard something outside of our window and uh we ha- we also had like again it had to have been the master suite because we had the patio door like to the little uh just to the front area like we could we it's not like we could walk leave the house i guess we could have but we tried to jump the fence but they had like a little fence area you know to the front patio and um we had the screen door right there and it sounded like someone was outside of our screen door so at this point adult or not or kid it doesn't matter like that's gonna freak you out something is outside of the the screen door and uh we're scared i I remember freezing up you ever get so scared you just freeze like you don't move or think you're even trying to hold your breath like oh my gosh and you, you just don't know what to do like that's what i was at this state like five years old and um well i'm gonna tell you what i saw and am i delusional or wrong or whatever i don't know but i'm gonna tell you what i saw so it looked like an older woman was on her knees and by like sitting on her knees like on i guess on her lap so she would have been how do you explain this like uh sitting down on her feet does that make sense like her knees were bent and she was sitting on her feet and her like her knees were touched the ground as well so she's sitting down and she's crying at our patio door and um we didn't know what that meant you know like i mean why is this old lady outside of our patio door scared for my life and i looked at my sister she's staring at the screen door i'm staring at the screen door i don't know what to do i'm just frozen up i'm like five years old and i'm i'm scared out of my mind i don't scream or nothing i'm just looking at this woman this old woman crying outside of our patio door here we are just looking like what is this what's going on and um she looked at us and again i'm just giving you a visual uh this could just be my mind playing tricks on me but i could have sworn her eyes were of a different color and if i had to give it a dramatic effect it did look like they were like auburn or red and um at this point it's just like a mythical story you know it's like just straight false and it's like that didn't happen you know old lady with red eyes looking at you that did not happen just saying what i saw man and i seen it i seen it and uh scared oh did you guys hear that okay anyway scared out of my mind and i'm i'm like freaking out and my sister can see it too i can t- i'm not the only i'm not this isn't me just seeing some ghosts right so i ran from my bed across the room to her bed without looking i didn't look behind me nothing i just ran to her grabbed onto her for dear life and cried myself to sleep and the lady she ate us alive because that's what the movies tell us no i'm just kidding no she didn't eat us alive i'm i'm alive and i'm i'm speaking right now so but uh yeah i just i just remember falling asleep man i don't know how she went away i don't know anything i just know what happened i freaked out and um asked my sister later about it so 
to give you some context, my sister and I, without knowing, we're, we're actually pretty involved in witchcraft as little kids. And I didn't even realize we were, but we were. Like, we try to conjure up spirits, no joke. So, like, when you hear things, back in the day, there was one called Quicksilver. It was this really stupid one. Like, if he saw a Q or an S, like, in, within the, the area, like, on the floor, or if, like, the water formed a Q and an S, or I don't, I don't remember. I, I'm, like, five years old, you know? So, I just remember hearing stuff, like, if you saw things form, um, you can conjure this, like, you know, whatever. And then there was another one, uh... Oh, what was her name, man? It was uh, it was the one where you did like the stupid oh the, the the bloody mary. That's what it was, right? Is that is that right? When you like slam the doors and turn the lights off, and you're like you're essentially doing a séance and conjuring this spirit. So stupid. And I, I did this as a kid, man, in elementary. I remember being in uh, the boys' restroom with a bunch of guys, and we're just slamming doors and turning lights off. And we're looking in the mirror, and then someone would be, I saw her, you know, and we'd be like, oh, my God. We'd all run out. It's so stupid stuff. Uh, but you think about it. You, you Part of it is like this innocence, like when you're a child. But when you get older, it becomes more dramatic. Like people want to see something. They like want to be scared out of their mind it's like why people pay to go to haunted houses and all that jazz and so um so part of me as i grew up thought about that event and said maybe i just wanted to see something even though i was a kid maybe there's something in the back of my head that like wants to believe i saw this and well how do you explain that my sister saw it too i can't man i don't know but uh she'll tell you the same thing man it happened like i don't know what to say it, we both saw the same thing and um, does that mean it was real? I don't, I'm not trying to explain or, you know, convince anybody of anything. But I do know I, I have that story. It happened. So, uh, again, the conjuring up spirits and witchcraft nonsense. At the time as a kid, you know, you play these stupid games and you do these little things that you think are innocent. But they're not. Like there's like a legit thing. And it, it repeats itself. The old, old phrase history repeats itself. It still does. There's people today that are finding all these new ways and new games. And the, there's like a pencil one. When you put it down, you draw a couple of cross on the on the piece of paper. You put the pencil down and ask questions. And if it moves by itself, you're like conjuring up something. And it's giving you answers. And then uh, and I saw these like on YouTube like just a couple years ago. And then uh, when they brought up The Conjuring. It's an actual movie called The Conjuring. You know, which is... To, that's like a definite you know to conjure spirit like it's you know to call on spirits to bring demons into the world and stuff people want to believe this stuff so bad so if i saw that when i was a kid wouldn't i be a believer wouldn't i be one of those people that's like oh yeah it's real bro it's real it's out there oh oh my gosh did you guys hear that just now okay anyway so um so yeah you know wouldn't i be that type of person that's like Yo, this is this is real. This is the real deal. You know, I, I to be honest, I just I really did always believe it was a bunch of garbage. Um, I was scared of it. And there was a sense of excitement from it that for me as a kid, like, oh, this is exciting. This is scary. I like to feel scared and blah, blah, blah. But it's it's really dumb, especially as an adult. As you get older, if you really think about it, it's stupid. Then I got saved. I got saved, I started, you know, going to church, and I, I straight learned about demons and witchcraft, which, 
I had no idea I was going to learn about that stuff. And I learned it in the craziest way. So, like, uh, around Halloween, we always, you know, have... Uh, we do haunted houses. Our church is one of those churches that does haunted houses and whatnot. And and we we got to be parts of, part of these skits and did these big events. And I, I remember my first year, and I wasn't even there a full year yet, just a few months, being a part of a scene that was a reality scene like it had a very real taste to it of domestic violence but the whole theme of the haunted house was like taking scenes of reality and showing the spiritual aspect of what's going on really intriguing if you think about it like it's really interesting to think that something like domestic violence can have such a spiritual Effect like a spiritual um, like blanket on top of the whole household that's being involved in that event, and so when I learned about witchcraft and all the bad stuff and demons and all that, and the Bible says, guess what? They're real. That it's not all this fake garbage stuff. It's actually a real thing. Uh, part of me was like, did I see a demon that night? That night when I was a kid. I probably could have. And so does that mean that I saw La Llorona? Because that's that's what it sounds like, right? La Llorona, that's that's a uh, the crying woman, you know, that cries at the river for her children that allegedly she killed. I don't know the whole story, man. You know, it's a San Antonio thing. There's like so many stories here. It's ridiculous. The donkey lady is another one. China Grove, when you go to China Grove Cemetery... We went one time and there was like some dude running around in like a ghost sheet. No joke. Ask the, there's people who were there for that. Um, there's like all kinds of nonsense, man. People, it's And it's, don't get me wrong. Like what was the other one? The Missions. I think it was the Missions. I think it was Midget Mansion. Uh, there's like all these. And San Antonio is known for it. And I have to say, I think it's because of the culture. Here's my twist on it. I assume... That the reason people have actually seen and even felt things is because they want to. It's the same way I feel about generational curses. Generational curses is essentially a curse that is passed on down generation or generation. And, you know, when we hear generational curse, you put this crazy, you know, twist on it. Like, oh, that must mean like you're, you know, you're cursed with the... I don't know. I can't even think of a good curse now. Uh, you're going to be ugly for the rest of your life. And then your kids will be ugly also. I don't know. I can't think of a curse, guys. I mean, like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I can't think of an overdramatic, exaggerated curse. But I can tell you the reality of curses is alcoholism. That's a generational curse. You know, drugs, lust, you know, down from down to the next. And, and even as far as, like, wanderlust. I mean, it's like hereditary things that are passed down but it's because someone made a choice before you that said i'm gonna i'm gonna become an alcoholic maybe they didn't decide like that but they did and then that's why you hear stories like oh he was an alcoholic just like his dad just like his grandpa you know or uh, she always ends up with guys that beat her just like his her mom or you know and it's like man that's pretty harsh that's what generational curse is. It's like when we fall into something that our parents or grandparents did before us without even realizing it. The same way when I was a kid giving into witchcraft and doing all these stupid, silly things without even realizing what I was getting myself involved in. And it's like a revelation when you wake up one day like, oh my gosh, I'm just like my dad. And 
that's not always a good thing. Sometimes there's these generational curses that are like, I can't be like this. In my family, generational curses are pretty heavy. And there's a list. We got a list of these crazy things. Here's the thing, though, man. I, I am a believer of generational curses. But like I was saying earlier, my twist is I believe that people can add to it and make it worse than it really is if they choose to. And what I mean by that is like, you know, alcoholism or these other things. If you start to say, I can't stop drinking because of my generational curse, because it's in my family. Well, all you're doing is feeding fuel to that flame and making it worse. And I hate that. Oh, man, it's it's up there with self-pity and victimizing. I cannot stand it because in my family, I feel like that's what we're prone to do. We're prone to just be like, oh, well, the generational curse. It's just so big. The Garcia thing and blah, blah, blah. Oh, please. It's, it's a regular curse like any other that if you believe in the name of Jesus, guess what? That curse is tiny. It's nothing. It can be puny. It can be weak. If you believe in, if you believe that, but if we add to this fuel of like, oh, it's this big curse that I just can't get over. It's this mountain curse that I'm always going to just give into, you know, that a liar is always a liar. A cheater is always a cheater. You know, the world puts that into our head and I, oh man, it bothers me. It grinds my gears because it's just, I feel like it's just a big excuse to just do wrong and say, it's just who I am. It's like culture. You know, oh, I'm just, I'm hot-headed. You know, I'm just, that's that's part of my culture. You know, I'm Irish or whatever they want to say. And that's just who I am. It's nonsense is what it is. It's lack of self-control is what it is. And uh, tired of it, fed up, bothers me. And so, yeah, witchcraft and all of that, it, it may not be as exciting and as enticing as we all want it to be. But it's real. It's there. So I believe that when I saw La Llorona, that what I was really seeing was a figment of my imagination that I created based off of stories here in San Antonio. And I created that image. Why did my sister see it? Because we're family. And if it's a generational thing, well, there you go. It was almost like we were seeing a real life curse right in front of us latch onto us that night. Why that night? Well, I don't know. I don't have all the answers. I never said I did. But this is all my opinion on what it might be. And I feel after getting saved, God opened my eyes to be like, yeah, guess what? This stuff is real. And if you don't deal with it, it can be huge. And yeah, it can destroy your life. Absolutely. It can ruin you. It can destroy your family. It can rip you to pieces. It can make you hit rock bottom. And everything you don't deserve that you have today can be gone in an instant if you decide to believe that the generational curse is bigger than you and will win and overcome you. And the truth is, it is bigger than me. And the truth is that I can't overcome my generational curse on my own. But again, when I got saved, and I gave my life to Jesus, I made a decision. I'm going to choose God over this curse. I'm going to choose God over sin. I'm not going to believe that I can't win. That's where the victory comes in, right? When we decide to say, you know what? God's got this. So if I ever saw La Llorona again, it would be as simple as saying, in Jesus' name, get out of my face. And, you know, sometimes I might see her at the grocery store. I'd be seeing some of these ladies be going to the grocery store, man. You got to be like, in Jesus' name. I'm just kidding. 
<laughs> but I mean, the thing is, I I just feel like it's it's people over dramatize the entire thing. I know it kind of takes the fun and the excitement out of being scared and blah blah blah. But I don't have a whole lot of time to get into it because I want to end this. I don't want to talk too long. But uh, one of the things that that perked this me wanting to talk about it is we were at this creepy house today in Austin scary looking there's a literal cave downstairs i'm not kidding a literally not figured a literal cave and i think well it's on a hill right the house is on a hill so it looks like they reached some piece of stone that they just couldn't break through or chose not to maybe it's a historical building and there's it's a cave they made one of the rooms a cave there's some foul rocks or how do you say that foul rocks about f-a-u-x like fake there's fake rocks okay foul foul rocks anyway um i don't know the fancy way of saying it but there's fake rocks there and then you know the real rock and they made a cave anyway right next to that is a hallway and there's like a little door that goes into or there's a door that goes into a room with a panel and on the other side of that room is another door that goes to like where a water heater is and you can reach that door from the hallway so i had my two buddies were in there right they're working they're checking out the panel where the low voltage wiring is and i'm creeping around downstairs i'm just checking it out and i get this idea like i'm gonna scare these guys so i go in the cave and i got the light on i'm like i'm gonna my flashlight and i'm like oh man i'm gonna hide in here and i'm gonna make some noise and as i'm getting close to where i'm gonna hide i'm thinking to myself this is gonna be so good i'm gonna scare them and then i'm looking around this dark cave with my light and i get scared and i'm like okay now nah, i can't hide in this place. this is way too scary it's scary for me i can't even hang out in here i need to get out of this cave this, is there someone in here and I, I had to walk out i was scared so i left the cave and I went down the hall and uh, I decided a different approach. I slightly opened the door where the water heater was, right, from the hallway. Just a little bit. And I opened it enough to where it kind of swings and it accidentally hits my partner who's working on the panel. And he's like, whoa. He's like, did you open this door? And he's talking to my buddy that's inside the room with him. He's like, what, what are you talking about? And as they're saying that, I, I slammed the door to the other door that was in the hall because there's two of them right i slammed that one and then they both kind of jump and freak out and my my uh the buddy there working he's like whoa whoa, whoa. and he's like did you hear that he's, and they start laughing they're like oh, i'm all tense because there's no one in the house this is creepy and, and i'm supposed to be upstairs working like setting up some cameras but i'm too busy scaring these guys so um they, they were like what was that and my partner's at what was that and so my buddy was like telling the other guy he's like oh well it's because uh that you know when uh, when that door opened i guess it was slightly open maybe the ac kicked on and it caused a vacuum in the room and it you know it caused both doors to shut and blah 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 so my partner's like okay okay we'll prove it man why don't you check what's outside check the hallway and i'm laughing to myself right so he goes to open the door and when he does it i happen to walk away to the other door and i guess they closed it after i had opened that first one and i opened it again so when i open it again right when he closed the other door it like proved his theory or his logic of it was a vacuum you know because they're both open or both closed whatever and they're like oh okay so they're more calmed down but this time i snuck kind of partial i let the door open to where they can see me 
And when the door had finally opened, as they were relieved, their guard is down. Like, oh, you're right. It was just a vacuum in the room, suction or whatever. Then the door opens and then they see me there. And I'm, I'm like, pop out at them. And <laughs> oh, my gosh. The face. The, I mean, I have the image of their faces plastered into my brain. It, it was so, 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 like, hysterical. <laughs> Okay, so their face, they're freaking out. They, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I can see it again. I can see it. So his, my partner's face was, he, <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, he, he looked so scared. He was, I mean, he could have peed his pants, man. He was so scared and he, he's holding on to a bunch of wires. He's hugging the wires and he lets out <laughs> this crazy high-pitched scream he he i mean like a woman like he sounds like a woman he screams loud and he's hugging onto the wires and i'm i'm leaning against the water heater and he throws he throws okay i'm sorry okay he throws the wires at me he throws them at me and i'm i turn into a wet noodle because i i I did like this vortex thing i laughed so hard like i did this like from laughter like i was about to let it out and i just i laughed so hard i fall out into the hallway on the floor and I can't hold myself. I'm cracking up. My stomach hurts. I got an instant headache from smiling, like laughing so hard. And I had to walk away. And both of them, when they realized it was me, they just lost it. And we're all cracking up. And we, oh my gosh. And I was in tears, in tears laughing. And they started to explain how scary the place was and da da da. And I was like, yeah, this place. I told them about the cave. I was, I was gonna hide in there, and I'm a grown man. I was like, I ain't going in there, man. That place is scary. Uh, so yeah, it's natural effect. But anyway, I think part of them wanted it to be a demon. Part of them wanted to be like, oh my god, that's why they were so scared because they already felt like this is this is you know something's here. And and they were right. It was me. <laughs> oh man, I got them so good. Anyway, yeah, I don't believe in all that nonsense. Yeah, witchcraft is true. Demons and all that is true. But I mean, I'm telling you, no other name, man. Acts chapter four. Just believe in the name of Jesus, and you'll be okay. But uh, did you guys hear that? Anyway, believe in the name of Jesus and you'll be fine. If you don't believe in the name of Jesus and you're out here, you're over here chasing all these fairy tale demons, man. Not worth it. Not worth it.